It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Grizzlies basketball is right around the corner. They're going to be playing a preseason game on Sunday. We'll talk about that on the show today. We're also going to talk about just the general media days, uh, first few practices this week, give some thoughts and impressions on what what I came away with talking to some of the guys there uh, at media days throughout practice this week. Uh, But again, the Grizzlies are back. They have a a preseason game this Sunday at 2 o'clock against Maccabi Hefai. I don't know how to say that. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably butchering it. But either way, they're going to be back playing basketball. So we're going to get our first look at John Rand and all the other guys. We'll talk about all that and more coming up on today's episode. But first, if you haven't already subscribed to the uh, podcast, make sure you go and do so wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, any of those will work. Make sure you go and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Every single day of the season, we'll be doing episodes about what games are coming up, what games just finished, talk about all the storylines and more throughout the entire season. So make sure you go and subscribe to Locked on Grizzlies and whatever podcast platform that you choose. The Grizzlies had media days early this week, and I'll just start by giving some general. Uh, I talked to almost every player there, there, there. But uh, the first general like thing I took away is that it's going to be a fun year. I mean, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. really enjoy each other. Like they really enjoy being around each other. Uh, they really enjoy. Clearly, are, are becoming very, very good friends, um, and that's really, really fun to see. I, I think it helps having. Obviously, another young kid, and it is what has got to be just a whirlwind of excitement and just craziness. Being a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid going from college to basically the the star, the, the cornerstone franchise player right away. You you had number four in Jaron Jackson in the draft, number two in this year in John Morant in the draft. So you go from uh, really relatively unknown, especially for John Morant, uh, playing at a very small school, a little bit different for Jaron playing in uh, playing at Michigan State. But still, you go from living in a college dorm room to something very, very different in what is a co- franchise cornerstone and the media attention and all the other things that go along with it. Uh, it's got to be very, very different for those guys. So I think it helps. It's got to help having one of those guys along with you uh, just to kind of ease it, ease it along and just really just have fun. And, and clearly, John Morant uh, and Jaron already have a connection. So uh, it, it's going to be fun. You're watching those guys grow, watching the, the fun next decade, really, watching those guys grow, watching those guys become better basketball players. Hopefully, again, we don't know what John Morant's going to be, but the idea of him, I love. I love the idea of John Morant. Um, I think everybody else does, too. And we're going to get to see it uh, soon. We're going to get to see it this Sunday. 
what he's going to be able to do. Uh, yeah, just talking to John Morant, he clearly is, is healthy. Uh, he had the arthroscopic author, uh, surgery uh, on uh, or in the summer. Uh, at that point, we had talked on Monday, had not played five-on-five, five, but then we saw highlights. Obviously, everybody's seen the highlights come out from the Grizzlies broadcast team and the video guys over there who do an excellent job of John Morant dunking on Utah. And I think he also dunked in whatever Plumley we have. I don't even know. Uh, Miles, I think. Um yeah, so clearly John Morant's healthy. He's ready to go. Uh, he had, but at that point, up until Monday, had not played five on five at all. So he's still getting there. Uh, but he was a hundred percent. There are no problems. There are no issues with John Morant's health and, and his knees and any of that kind of thing. So that's good to hear. That's awesome for him. Uh, Jay Crowder uh, got a chance to talk to him. You know, really surprised with Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's professionalism. Uh, he clearly wants to be here. Uh, he was asked. A couple different times because we do this media, the way the media days work is they bring a bunch of players out at once. And so some people are talking to Jay, some people are talking to Tyus. I mean, and you kind of float um, kind of around to different players. And so uh, he obviously answered this question quite a bit. I think I'd ask him that same question about him wanting to be here. And I would maybe have been the third person to ask him that. Uh, but he clearly wants to be here. Uh, he wants to be, uh, he's embraced his, his role as leader on this team. He wants to be a, a, a veteran presence for all the young guys. I asked him to talk to him about, uh, what, you know, what he tells those guys and how he, how he gets them to understand that it is a long season to prepare your body for that, for the idea of playing a bunch of games and the travel. Uh, we talked about that. He clearly wants to be that person to the guys can go to, to be able to ask those questions, to be able to understand what it's like to play an 82-game season in the NBA. So uh, it was refreshing to hear. He, he clearly wants to be here. He said that not only to me, he said it to other publications. I think he, uh, I think I believe maybe Amari Sankofa or, or, or David Cobb had a story about Jay Crowder uh, wanting to be here as well. So he, he said that several times and not just in media days. He said it uh, after practice. So uh, Jay Crowder is embracing this full rebuild. And so he's clearly in a contract year. And so that, that does have something to do with it. You don't, I mean, obviously you're going to say the, all the right things. You're in a contract year. You want to get paid again. Um, but the idea of Jay Crowder, could he be, could he be a useful piece for this team long-term? Like, could he be the next three years? Could he be, the veteran player to teach these young guys how to win. I mean, maybe, maybe it's a possibility. We have gotten to this point where we think Jay Crowder is just the person that's going to be traded. He's going to be the first person off the books. And maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's something different for him. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the season holds. I mean, clearly this front office is, is a proactive front office as we've mentioned and talked about. They want to make trades, but Jay Crowder could maybe be that piece long-term. I mean, you can't have a, a team full of young players. You got to have, some guys, you got to have some players that are veterans that can win games, that know how to win games. Uh, you know, obviously, Jonas Valanciunas is one of those guys, too. Uh, so uh, maybe those two guys are the, maybe some cornerstone pieces. I don't know. But uh, obviously, I think the money would have to be right for Jay Carter to stay here. If he had a, a longer-term deal, maybe that where the money was a little lower than what he's getting now. I'm not sure. But I, I think I still think uh, when it comes to time in, in, in terms of just rebuilding for the future and assets that you do have Jay Crowder is an asset that other teams are going to want to take a look at so I know he wants to be here but that's a lot of things you just say off the you know off the bat that you want to be here you want to be part of the rebuild but who knows how this season is going to play out it was interesting conversation for sure Um, another interesting conversation was Kyle Anderson Uh, Kyle Anderson clearly uh, is not as healthy as we all thought he was Um, 
he made that very clear on Monday. Uh, he didn't even think he was going to have a full go and practice, but he, he did practice. Uh, to what extent, I don't know. He, what he, you know was it five on five? Was it full contact? I'm not sure. Um, there may have been some other questions on that that you guys have seen out there, uh, but I don't think there has been. I'm not sure what, what level participant. But on Monday, he was telling us that he was not back to where he should be. Like we, I think Chris Harrington asked him about a timetable, and he said, I have no timetable. I don't want to do that because I don't want to put myself on a schedule and to have to be at a certain point, um, you know, be at a certain point to where everybody else thinks I should be, where he's already, you know, had timetables where the doctors thinks he should be in certain places and that he hasn't been in that place. So, like, there, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, I think, ambiguity there with Kyle Anderson, but I don't think he is as healthy as everybody made it out to be, or as we all thought he was going to be, just because we had not had an update for him for so long. We, you know, and he clearly just said it outright that he was not as healthy as he thought he was going to be. So that was interesting for me uh, to know it as probably as well as everybody else, but he did practice. So what he does on Sunday will be interesting to note as well. I don't think he'll probably play uh, just because I think it's useless to play Kyle Anderson in a preseason game, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with him on Sunday in the first preseason game. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll talk more about uh, Zach Kleiman, Grayson Allen, everybody else we talked to on Monday and media days. And we'll get to also talk about that. Uh, who will they will play more on the, at the preseason game as well on Sunday. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the show, talking Grizzlies media days and practices this week, giving some thoughts Going into the preseason uh, game, first preseason game for the Grizzlies on Sunday. Again, I don't think that game is on TV. Be radio only. So if you want to see John Morant and those guys play, make sure you get down there 2 o'clock at the FedEx Forum on Sunday. So make sure you go. If you want to see those guys play for the first time, kind of ever really play together for a lot of questions unknown. Um, the other people, other guys we talked to, other conversations that were interesting throughout the week. Zach Kleiman, obviously, uh, Zach Kleiman's a lawyer. Uh, and, and these guys, he, I don't think you're ever going to catch him saying something that he doesn't want to say. He is a very calculated person. He is a, he is a guy that knows exactly what he's saying to us at all times. And there is always a reason for him, what he says at, at any point. So, um, Zach Kleiman is like a robot. I mean, it really and truthfully, uh, we are joking about this. Chris Harrington, Peter Amari, all stand kind of sitting around, kind of joking about the same, very same thing at, at media days. That there, you're never going to get a lot of uh, a great things from Zach just because uh, they're they're just he's so calculated. He knows exactly what he's he's doing. He he sits down and goes into lawyer mode. Uh, the only thing I thought was really interesting was when he talked about Josh Jackson. Uh, they clearly had an amicable, amicable conversation about where he is and where they want him to be with the Grizzlies organization. So, but to be able to send Josh Jackson away and not even have him on at media days, so he can't answer questions. Um, they're, so they're basically insulating Josh Jackson from answering questions at media days about his past, about offseason antics, all that kind of stuff. So 
to insulate Josh Jackson for media days, to not have to answer the questions about everything that's happened and ship him off the G League immediately. That says a lot about you, you yourself as a, as a person, um, what they think of him affecting the team. We talked about this with, uh, uh, Keith Parrish on the show earlier this week. If you haven't already watched, they listen to that, go back and listen to that. But clearly there is an issue. Um, but he said they, they, they talked to Josh's camp beginning before, uh, the season started. And, and there is a way back for Josh to be on the main roster. Uh, that way back includes internal benchmarks and and things they want him to accomplish, things they want him to do to be able to get back to the team. But there is a path back towards uh, the main club with the Grizzlies for Josh Jackson. What those benchmarks and goals are, they're not going to tell us. and We have no idea. But there is a path back for him, according to Zach Kleiman. So that was interesting to know. Just the whole Josh Jackson not being around is also interesting as well. Uh, Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen also very much a, um, has been a point of conversation for this, uh, Grizzlies team throughout the summer league, obviously getting thrown out of summer league was big for him. Uh, there is a lot of Grayson Allen talk, not only by myself, by everybody out there. Uh, there is a great piece by Peter Edmiston on Grayson Allen at over at the athletic today. Go read that. It's really, really good. But the idea of Grayson Allen, he was, he was extremely open. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard some audio. I didn't get a chance to record it because I I walked up late and started listening. I honestly was just listening to him and forgot to record it. Um, but there is plenty of audio out there of jo- or Grayson Allen talking. And Grayson Allen being very open about his issues and the problems he's faced uh, was very, it, it was very interesting. I think it takes a lot, uh, a, a lot for a person to say, yeah, that's all fine, but this is all on me. This is what I did. I know I know this is media days, and I know he's saying a lot of the right things. But I also think it does take a lot of internal reflection to be able to be that person to understand what you have done in the past and what you know kind of triggers you and what sets you off. I mean, he talked about him being, even as, as, as a young kid, having these same issues of being focused. Um, and if he can focus his energy on 48 minutes of basketball and not the little things in during the game, then he can be a useful player. And so I thought that amount of internal reflection for him was extremely important, extremely good. Um, does he deserve a second chance? Absolutely. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with him, but I think the, the leash is very short with Grayson Allen, uh, as it probably should be. Um, you don't need any... You don't need any distractions in this locker room. You don't need another Chandler Parsons saga. You don't need anything else going on throughout the year. Um, and there's going to be stuff that happens, but you don't need stuff going on throughout the year, like a Grayson Allen getting thrown out of the games to distract you, your players, from developing into good, solid basketball players. And not only that, good, solid uh, locker room guys. That's what's important for this team. And so Grayson Allen, does he have a second chance? Absolutely. But is his a leash very short with what they're able to tolerate from him. I think that's probably a better uh, indication of Grayson Allen. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, obviously talked to him. He is uh, still hurt. Will be out for half, maybe two months uh, with a stress fracture. So uh, what we thought we're going to see of him right away is not true at all. Obviously that medical update came out last week, but we talked to him about that as well. Dylan Brooks is another guy out there that um, is a very interesting conversation piece just because uh, you don't know what you're going to get with Dylan Brooks because he had a game, a year full of 82 games. Not, he played every game in the first season. Uh, he got significantly better from the beginning to the end. He he got significantly better every 
basketball player in his rookie year. And then he had a lot of problems in his sophomore year, health-related, not what happens with uh, with Dylan Brooks. And so that's interesting for him. Um, it's interesting. He is clearly wants to be here as well. He knows it's a contract year. Um, but that that is something that I think is very he is very aware of, of being able to get back to the form that he was or that he's shown in his rookie year. I think that he's very aware and understands that part of playing with the Grizzlies and, and his role with the Grizzlies. So that will be interesting to see as well. Uh, let's take one more quick break. We will come back. We will talk about uh, talk a little bit about Marco Guderich, uh, him playing on the Grizzlies, talk a little bit about Josh Jackson, Taylor Jenkins, and what that had they had to say as well. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at manscaped.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the show, talking uh, preseason game for the Grizzlies as well as our thoughts throughout the week uh, on media days. Uh, another player we didn't mention before the break was Tyus Jones, um, a guy that I was really impressed with, with talking with. He's clearly excited to be here. Um, it's a new opportunity for Tyus Jones. He's confident that uh, himself and John Morant can play together. That's something that he uh, we asked him about uh, immediately. Uh, I think Amari Zankofa was the one with a question, but um, you know he talked about his time playing with Jeff Teague in Minnesota. He talked about his time playing with Derrick Rose in Minnesota. He thinks that's clearly not an issue for him and John Morant being able to play together, but he also understands that his role as a veteran point guard is to get John Morant better, is to, le- is to help him along in this NBA and to understand the NBA game from a point guard perspective. He understands that his job is to help alleviate some of that pressure from John Morant that he's going to feel sometimes when things get are going too fast for him in the game, when things are out there are too difficult on the court for him. His job is to make John Morant's job easier. His job is to help make make sure those younger guys are, are getting you know further along quicker than they normally would be. So Tyus Jones, it's extremely smart player. Uh, I feel like I'm going to have a, a lot of good good conversations with him this year. He's going to be a fun guy to talk to. Reminds me a lot of Garrett Temple, extremely smart dude, uh, extremely easy to talk to, understands the game very, very well. It's a very high basketball IQ guy, like understands all the minutia of the game extremely well, which is something Garrett Temple always stood out to me as well. He just, he just seems like a guy or he was a guy that just, he understood everything. He knew everything from the, what the play was supposed to be. He was a high basketball guy. And so Tyus Jones reminds me a lot of him as well. Uh, extremely fun guy to talk to. Um, Taylor Jenkins also had a lot to say uh, about Josh Jackson. Didn't want to put the spotlight on Josh Jackson, but we all know that, not Josh, excuse me, Jaron Jackson. We all know that Jaron Jackson is the the franchise star. Taylor Jenkins didn't want to go out and put him out there like that. Um, He obviously did say that Taylor, uh, Taylor said that uh, Josh, excuse me, Josh, excuse me, Jaron, Ja, Jonas would also be starting for the Grizzlies this, uh, this, this Sunday. So, those kind of started locked in. There's so many. There's too many J names on this team. I'm gonna get that confused entirely too much this year, probably. But um, 
some things that are left unknown is the wing position for the Grizzlies. Uh, some guys, some people think that Marco Kuderic could be that guy. Uh, he seems to uh, think he could be that guy. Obviously, he's here on a two-year deal, and I think you know it'll be. It's up in the air. We don't know anything about Marco Kuderic, uh, but he was a he was a funny guy to talk to. He'd only been here seven days. He's still waiting on his family to get here. So the he's never been in the states before until right now. Uh, so that was interesting. He'd never been in the states before until Memphis. So I thought that's a, a very probably a jarring you know expectation. Uh, just coming to the States and having been there seven days, now you're thrust into an NBA game. It's just probably a whirlwind and everything in between as far as uh, what he was doing and now what he's, you know, two weeks ago, now what he's doing uh, right now for the Grizzlies. So, uh, but, you know, he could be that person. I don't know. I mean, he may be. He, he thinks that he can do more than just shoot the ball, but he also understands that that is his primary goal on this team is to be a shooter for the Grizzlies. He knows that that is his number one skill set for the Grizzlies is his shooting uh, we will be, uh, hopefully he will be able to withstand the offensive, uh, threats in the NBA. He'll be able to not be a defensive liability, if you will, in the NBA as well for this team. So, uh, but the wing position is just, it's up for grabs. Uh, you got Dylan Brooks, you have, uh, you know, what you thought, we thought we we're going to have Josh Jackson out there. We thought we we're going to have Kyle Anderson out there. We all thought we we're going to have DeAnthony Melton out there, but now those guys are, are nowhere to be seen. Uh, DeAnthony Melton's hurt. Kyle Anderson is, is hurt ish. I don't understand. I don't still understand exactly what's going on with Kyle Anderson. Cause he said he wasn't going to play at all. And then he played in practice. Not, to, I don't know what to extent, at what extent Josh Jackson's in the G league. So you have Grayson Allen, you have Dylan Brooks, you have Mark Goderich. I mean, is that, is that your main, you know, Jay Crowder, those are your main guys, but I mean, Jay Crowder uh, off the, you know, I figure, figure Jay Crowder and Dylan Brooks are probably start, but off the bench, is it, is it Grayson Allen and Mark Goderich? Uh, Uta Watanabe, maybe, uh, you know, John Conchar. So those are all questions. Obviously they're going to have to answer, uh, and pretty soon. So we'll, we're going to know Sunday, um, what's going to happen with the rotation. I, I doubt, I really doubt that, uh, Kyle Anderson will play. Obviously DeAnthony Melton will not play. I know Jonas Valanciunas sat out of practice, uh, because of a very, very minor issue, uh, was a really preemptive issue. So I don't know if he'll play or not either. Uh, I'll probably see him play a little bit. You obviously see Jaron, Ja, those guys will play for a little bit. You'll see, but you'll you'll see a lot of the back end of the roster, like you do every preseason game. John Conchar obviously play. Yuta Watanabe, Marco Guderich, all the guys that we talked about who have questions up in the air. Solomon Hill, Miles Willing, all those guys um, that are battling for a spot on the roster, or what, you know who if they should keep guys instead of cutting guys because they still have to again, they still have to cut two spots. We'll get more. We'll get into more next week, but. All those questions have to be answered. So you'll see a lot of the back end of the roster on Tuesday. Obviously, you do with every preseason game to figure out who they should keep, who they think they have some, you know, have something in, all that, all those questions that they want to know. The preseason games are a prime example to try to answer some of those uh, going forward. So make sure you get out to the Grizzlies preseason game at 2 o'clock. That will be, the, I think, will be the only way to see it. I do not think it's on TV. I think the last three games are on TV for Fox Sports South. Uh, but the first two games are not this game and the next game on Tuesday are not on TV. So you have to get out in person to be able to see those guys play. So I encourage you to do that, uh, to be able to see Jai and Jaron play for the first time together. If you've not already subscribed to Locked on Grizzlies, make sure you go and do so. Make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you choose, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple iTunes. If you're in Apple iTunes, please go, please go rate and review the show in iTunes. It really helps us in the reggings as well. Until next week, we will be back on Monday for our Monday mailbag for the first time this year. We'll be back on Monday to talk about uh, what we saw on Sunday as well as leading up to Tuesday as well. Thank you
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.